a Bridgerton musical on TikTok? Sign us up. And more musical news, a Matilda musical is coming to Netflix. Plus, Sachi Cole joins us to discuss our national obsession with butts as part of BuzzFeed News' Body Week. It's January 15th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Casey, we made it through another week of drunk 2020. That's what I'm calling this. I honestly don't know if I made it because this morning I walked around for five minutes trying to figure out where music was coming from. And it was coming from my phone in my robe pocket that I had just hit play on five minutes previously. Like, I put the music on. Casey, this is very, like, rich white woman of you. I was lounging in my robe, and music was playing, and I thought to myself, is this the soundtrack to my life? That's what I'm hearing from right now. Accurate. <laughs> Minus the rich. Oh, okay, there we go. One day. One day you will be, like, uh, the Bridgerton people, which I think you have some news oh, on. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Beautiful segue. Okay, so we've talked about Bridgerton. And we've talked about TikTok musicals. Maybe everyone can guess where this is going. That's right. A Bridgerton TikTok musical is afoot. Here's what it sounds like so far, thanks to user Nick T. Daly performing on this duet with Abigail Barlow. And now you're forced to love a man you hate. Simon. I know you don't feel the same, but I burn. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it's honestly so good, but so ridiculous that it's happening, but so good. Okay, but it is so good that showrunner Chris Van Dusen got wind of the TikTok collaborations and tweeted, the Bridgerton musical is blowing my mind. I love it. I usually don't like when people just turn musicals into things like Ratatouille I was super suspicious of, but that sample, whoever singing, sing me to sleep. Yes. That was incredible. So her her name is Abigail and I actually went down a very deep rabbit hole last night, but um, she hasn't done just this one song. She's doing songs for every character and she's a co-writer that there's on TikTok too and they're coming up with these amazing songs. Like one they just wrote is for Eloise that's called something like If I Were a Man because you know the whole show she doesn't want to be a lady she doesn't want to get married etc etc and then what she does is so she sings the lyrics and she'll have that tiktok and then she posts another tiktok that's just the instrumental with the lyrics so that everyone else on tiktok can do their own renditions and kind of like audition for this musical it's really great i love participation casey is everyone on tiktok a musical theater person because the skills (laughs) are wild okay Okay, the skills are so wild, but let me tell you, there's representation for everyone like me who can't sing. There's actually a trend going on right now of this like song called Driver's License that's from this Disney singer that's gone insanely viral. So what they're doing is because there's a lot of people who are being able who can belt that song out. But then what's happening is like groups of girlfriends will get together and they'll just like try and keep straight faces while they belt these songs out, but none of them can sing. And it's actually very pure and relatable. Okay, I will check this out because I, I, I keep seeing posts about this driver whatever uh song and i'm like what is it about adults singing a song about getting your driver's license like what are we i've had my driver's license longer than some of these people have been alive and i am now going to crawl back into bed so good night yeah we just need to be taken back to a simpler time yes we do and i have i have an anecdote to that so you know because we're talking about another musical bring me there 
So it is a big day for musicals with Bridgerton, but this one really hit home for us with the nostalgia for us older than 15. Uh, this next musical is about Raw Dolls Matilda, and it's coming to Netflix in musical form. So the film will star Alicia Weir as Matilda, Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull, and Lashana Lynch as Miss Honey. Matthew Warkus will direct the film, and he's a veteran at this since he has also helmed the original 2010 West End production of the musical. I mean, I know we're both excited. This. Um, is only news to straight people, but Matilda is a queer film. <laughs> she, the actress, I forget her name. I love her. She's great on Twitter. She is queer. Matilda. Oh yeah, was... she actually is queer. I know that a lot of '90s lesbians, their first crush was Miss Honey. One hundred. <laughs> Miss Honey was my first crush. Like, oh my god. Yes, but also I think you'll agree with this, and I'm sure there's been tons of great think pieces on it. But a lot of like when a movie becomes queer like that or gets a queer audience is because usually the character the main character is completely misunderstood and treated badly and is hiding something you know and so it's like that was just like people are just like drawn to it but anyways i'm super excited because okay so i loved the original miss honey but my god lashana lynch is also gorgeous she is if people don't know she she actually plays the best friend in captain marvel Oh, and yes. She, she, yes, yes. Yeah, she's so good. She, and I didn't know she could sing, so I'm excited. It's going to be great. I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I just hope they do it justice. And I think they can. I think they can. And we have enough time yes, between I think so the original and this one that I'm comfortable with this happening. So there we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so another thing I'm excited about is our interview today. Because I don't think there's a better way to round out our week than by having a conversation about a butt. That's right. We're talking about our relationship with our butts and in fact, our bodies in general. We've spent a lot of time alone with just ourselves the past year, and we've had a lot of time to think about, even obsess about our bodies. That's why there couldn't be a better time to talk about them. This week was Body Week at BuzzFeed News, and there are a lot of great personal pieces that were written for it. You should go read them all after listening to this interview. But today we're talking with Sachi Cole, who wrote the article, I don't want butt injections, so I tried the Brazilian butt lift leggings. Hi, Sachi. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you. Are you ready to talk about my anus? I, I've I've been waiting for this day. It's finally here. My whole life, honestly, waiting. <laughs> waiting. I'm glad we're coming together on this topic. Yes, it is. It's going to be a spiritual moment for sure. <laughs> so first off, I want to say thank you for writing this because you know what? I think it's good for us to acknowledge that while the world is burning and falling apart around us, we are still worrying about things like the shape of our butts, maybe even focusing on it more because, you know, it's something we can actually control. Yeah. I mean, I think in the pandemic, there's been a lot of talk around like body and diet. And I think it's because it's the only thing you can kind of, if you're lucky enough to be in a place where you can have plentiful food and sort of pick it yourself because you have the time seems like a great hobby. You know, I think everybody should give it a try. Oh, yeah, I think so too. And you know, your piece is about a lot more than your personal review of the TikTok butt lift leggings, even though we are going to talk about those a little later in the show. But the piece, you know, overarchingly is about your relationship with your own body image, beauty perceptions, and how it's changed over the years, which is something I think all of us, you know, on this podcast can relate to. And so many of the listeners can also relate to. So talk to us a little personally about how your own body ideals have shifted over the years and led you to this moment in which you're writing an essay for the internet about butts. Yeah. Not what I thought I would end up doing when I was 12 and thinking about this in a very different context. But I feel like I grew up in a time when everybody was trying to be as skinny as possible in every single way. So this was like, you know, Paris Hilton at her peak when she is 
tiny and like going to the MTV Movie Awards in a napkin because she's so small that that's something that could fit her, which I mean, God bless, like whatever size you are. I really it doesn't I don't care. Do whatever you want. But that was very much the beauty norm of the time. And so having like big tits or a big butt was like not exactly what everybody was trying to do. And in the last, you know, 15 years in particular, so much has changed. I think a lot of appropriation has happened around black women's bodies and how white women have sort of co-opted them and started wearing them around. We look at it when we see it with, you know, the Kardashians and the Jenners. Their bodies have changed so much and their faces have changed. They look like every ethnicity just mashed together into a person. It's a great look. It is not a new look. Uh, And I think that that created a kind of ubiquity of seeing that kind of aesthetic and that it makes people want that aesthetic. And it's sort of interesting to see how we went from being as flat and thin and narrow as possible was, was the way everybody wanted to look in the early aughts. And now it's like, a small waist will always be popular, but we're back to like a Victorian, like big boob <laughs> corset, like big butt, like hips, thighs, like things have changed in that way. What it has done is sort of set up a new body standard that is equally unattainable. And, you know, we'll still make a lot of people feel bad. For sure. And, you know, also as a person of color, I grew up more curvier. I had a butt as a kid and people used to make fun of me for it. And then in the past few years, I've looked around, especially with gay white men. And I'm like, where the hell did you all get butts from? And when did this become a thing that we are all doing? And what's been interesting is it makes me think a lot about, is this healthier? Are we all like eating more? Or is this, as you said, just another ideal that we're going to have to try to accomplish? that's not actually rooted in body positivity. Right. And I mean, if we were eating more, then that would mean that like rounder bellies and bigger arms and bigger thighs would also sort of be trendy. But that's not really happening. It's very clear that you still need to try to find a way to be a size two to six. And six is still pushing it in a lot of like design houses. And even when we think about like plus size models and everybody gets really excited about someone like Ashley Graham, Ashley Graham's figure is incredible. She has... Like she's stacked, man. And she's got like, again, tiny waist, big butt, big boobs. Like, I don't know if it's created a healthier environment. I think it depends on the person. Um, I think it's just created more hoops to jump through. And as always, still being thin is still okay. It's It has not shifted that the, the bigger you are, the better it is. That's not happening yet. It's still okay to be super skinny, uh, in most cases, in, mo- in a lot of cultures, especially with women. Um, but I don't think that shift has happened on the other side of that spectrum yet. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about the role TikTok is now playing in shaping not just our butts, but also our self-esteem. it we're tired of hearing new year new you fat burning secrets and lose weight fast the only thing you need to lose is self-doubt the body you're in deserves respect love and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra it's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market it's time to feel real support from she fit save ten dollars today at shefit.com 2022 Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, 
all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Rafi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Sachi Cole about her piece for BuzzFeed's Body Week. In it, you dive into the role social media, especially TikTok, plays in drilling these ideal body stereotypes into our heads. I just need to read this one bit from your piece. Not all asses are created equally. The butt that's prized online these days is firm, hoisted up to the sky, bouncy in the right ways, cellulite-free, and perfectly round as if it were shaped by God's hand himself. So do you think anyone actually has a butt like this? Is it all just smoke and mirrors? I mean, somebody does. I don't, I mean, somebody has to. I just, I don't think I know any, any women who have that much luck, you know, in the world. I think it requires a lot of help. I mean, I, I believe it exists, but I also think that like most bodies have cellulite because the body parts that we're talking about being sexually attracted to are fat pockets in a lot of ways. So there's going to be cellulite. You know, listen, there's a lot of injectables going around yeah. mm-hmm. in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think it's all 100 percent, which is fine. I don't really again, it doesn't matter to me. You can do whatever you want, but it does create an environment where you kind of look at these like these crazy ratios from, you know, bust to hip to waist. And you're like, is that what I'm supposed to look like? And it's like, maybe not. <laughs> not right. It's that. like. Given that this standard seems pretty unattainable, what's the solution? Do we stay off TikTok to avoid seeing the butts we'll never have? Do we keep going after it? Do our best? Yeah, I mean, I I think this is a push in the right direction, right? Like we're getting to a place where we're starting to at least see beauty in different cultures and in different uh, in different races. And I don't think that's been as present in, in the past. And so it's a, it's a nice move towards something that I think is positive. There will always be a way when you are a woman in the world or anybody. I mean, this is true, certainly, as you said, for gay men, like there's always a way to pick at your body and find a way that it has failed you. And every generation will find a thing. I promise you in 30 years, they're going to be talking about like elbows or something. And that will be the new problem with your body. There's always something. So, you know, I would rather this, frankly, than like pinching myself and dieting and, and, and trying to waste away. I guess I'd rather this, uh, but I also do not envy anybody who is 13 and on TikTok and looking at these 
big juicy butts and being like, what about mine? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I don't, I don't want that for myself. I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm turning 30 in, in a couple of weeks and I'm, I long to be irrelevant. So oh I'm all God. for it. But Sachi, it's going to be yeah. impossible for you. You will always be relevant. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> oh God. We'll talk about that later. All right. So right now you've said this already, butts are really trendy on TikTok, but what other cultural shifts do you think are going to happen on TikTok for female beauty or even gay male beauty coming up? And I guess for me as a person of color, are you seeing at least people like us being celebrated more through this process? Or is this just really white girls on TikTok are the only ones benefiting from this? No, I think like, I mean, the TikTok algorithm is also really interesting because it it sort of, it, it makes guesses on who it thinks you are. And it seems to think that I am a, like a gay 17 year old black girl. Like that <laughs> seems to be the content it's giving me, which is like, it's great. Like I'm yeah, enjoying it, yeah. but it's, it's like, I get so many black and brown girls in my feed who are just being hot love. and gay. And I'm like, mm. cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Good for you. The internet in its best form creates a, a better kind of democracy for how we look at bodies and who we kind of can elevate. There are a lot of white girls sort of getting pushed up in this way, but I mean, I do think it's shifting a little bit towards I see a lot of like dark skinned brown girls, for example, like going on TikTok wearing saris, like doing streetwear. Like it looks it's great. It's cool. So it's starting. But I mean, like everything, you have to keep an eye on who ends up getting elevated, who gets paid, yeah. you know. And what's what I love that you brought up is that the algorithm is feeding you something. And what makes TikTok so different than Instagram is that their algorithm is really special in this way, that it's very exacting. And what I've perceived on this platform is that, like, I'm seeing more brown and black people really celebrate it more than on Instagram, where Instagram, like, I oh, look yeah. at my, my search area and it's still, like, white gay men. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this not shifting? Yeah, yeah. And, and my Instagram feed, despite my best efforts, is so much of it is, like, people trying to feed me diets. Yeah. which I really don't want. And every time I get it, I say, no, thank you. And it just, it doesn't care. But TikTok is much more malleable in that way. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know the science behind their algorithm, but uh, it's more fun. Honestly, I leave TikTok feeling better That's more often than not. And I leave Instagram feeling worse. Sachi, you never say anything like that about anything on the internet. I know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to find out how I'm wrong and be disappointed. Oh, God. Sachi's been influenced by big TikTok. Big TikTok yeah. has gotten Sachi. I know. They're funding me. <laughs> okay, so... This piece is a part of BuzzFeed's Body Week, which I've really appreciated because, you know, these past 10 months have been hard on bodies. And, you know, I've gone through my own journey of, you know, being someone who is not zero through six or anywhere near that of going through intuitive eating and accepting my body. And why do you think it's important we need to be talking about our bodies now more than ever? Well, I think we should talk about them at all times, but this is sort of the time when we have the energy, it seems like, you know, you're sitting at home, you're starting to feel bad about what you're eating. You're not able to exercise in the same way. I think, I think everybody's body has taken, this has been a, a transformational period and that's good or bad. I don't know. It depends on, on who you are, but I think everybody is going to come out of quarantine very different in some way or another. You know, you're either, if you got sick, your body's going to be different. If you have long COVID, your body's going to be different. If you've been inside for a year, it's going to be different. Like we need to find pathways to make peace with that because picking at ourselves and cutting off pieces of ourselves and trying to shrink or grow or whatever that is, it is an unwinnable battle. So what I'd rather do is find some peace in that, in that process. 
I don't know if you've experienced this, but like via TikTok or just this quarantine, this pandemic, I feel like it's for me having empathy for my body and other people's bodies. And hopefully that is something that happens with other people that it's just like have empathy. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things I've been seeing on TikTok, there's a trend of girls showing what they looked like. It's mostly girls are doing this, um, showing what they looked like before the quarantine and before the pandemic and what they look like now. And a lot of them have gained a lot of weight and they're pretty open about that. But the thing that they're saying, which I think is really lovely and wholesome is this is the body that supported me through a pandemic. Yeah. Like it got yep. me through, it's getting me through this. It's still, it works. It's walking me around. It still can do the stuff that I needed to do. It fed me, it took care of me. And I am fine with the weight that I have gained in that process. Cause that was protective. I needed it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think yep. that's a really good way to look at it instead of something that feels punitive. Oh my God. Radical self-love. We love that so much. It's beautiful. Okay. Sachi, finally, we need to know. Most important question. Most important thing of the day. Do these viral TikTok leggings do anything for your butt? I mean, it makes it look like your butt hole is eating the leggings. (laughs) They are ruched in a way where the seam is going into your butt crack, right? So it, it looks like your ass is taking a bite and pulling it in. If you already have a butt that you feel satisfied with, uh-huh. the leggings will escalate it a little bit and sort of enhance them. If you are buying them because you think it's going to revolutionize your shape, that will not work. All right. <laughs> if you don't have a lot of ass to eat, the leggings will not eat the if ass. If you don't, if you're, if lifts. right, got it. If if your butt does not have the meat, there's nothing a pair of leggings are going to do. <laughs> to help you in that process. I do think that they probably work for cellulite because they have like a weird texture on them. So I do think that probably works. It's not something that I was thinking about when I bought them, but uh, yeah. It basically has the cellulite dip already. Yeah, it's actually, it's exactly, it's creating (laughs) it throughout the legging. Right. So then if you have any on your butt, it's not different. It's just what the leggings are. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're fine. It was actually, it was my editor who was like, you need to buy these leggings. And increasingly, I think she is big legging. Like, I was like, is somebody paying <laughs> oh, you to tell is. me that I need to buy these leggings? She's big legging. She totally I'm a little, is. I'm not going like to gonna know, dox her right now, but she would be big legging. <laughs> yeah, I w- she would be big legging. I would like to know if she has stock in any of them. <laughs> We're going to ask the next, we next ask. week. We're going to do this investigation. That's going to be your investigative uh, feature for next week. God, the Pulitzer is waiting for me, waiting for me, Sachi. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for this piece and for this conversation today. It was a perfect way to round out our week. Oh, Zach. Uh, that's disgusting. You're welcome. Guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for today. Be sure to join us again on Tuesday because Monday's a holiday, everyone. <laughs> yes, it is. And if Drunk 2020 is giving us more TikTok musicals, then honestly, we are here for it. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedanine. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesha Ticketer, Samantha Hennick, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. 
At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.